With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. We're in the prediction mode because we said this time, we said, mm. listen, after our short break, mm. we're going to come back hot. We're not going to wait. We're going to wait until mm. we listen to everyone. You know, don't know what about yeah. that? You and I are going to set the bar on this. You said you're going to out corn corn. That's that's what you said to <laughs> no, me. No, I didn't. I spoke to you Christmas Eve and I said, Gary, what's your New Year's resolution? You said, Wisp, I'm going to out corn corn. <laughs> that's not possible. But we're going to put it on the line this morning, seven o'clock. Are so we? We, these are the I, t- I said to you on that Christmas Eve. Uh, a hookup. I said, I want the two grand finalists. I want the Brownlow medalist, the rising star, the recruit of the year, and the club under most pressure. And you said, Garrity, old friend, I'll go to work on that right <laughs> now. And I'll do two months or a month and a half, and I'll give you the answer on the 13th of February out of the seven o'clock news. And we're here. And you can join us, 1300 736 736. Help us out. You might go into the, well, you, you might be the caller of the week. A 2024 Toyota Hilux GR Sport is on offer thanks to Toyota Genuine Service. We should flip it. We should flip it and be a bit negative. That's what we should do because that's what we're supposed to do. Who do you think of all the teams that finished in the top eight last season? No, this who do you think is going to be the slide? That's not in my questions. <laughs> no, no, it's not. Well, don't, I've done eight oh, weeks of homework and no, you're trying you to drop another one on me. Okay, all right. Okay, who's your, who's your uh, grand finalists? This is not going to sit well with Because you spend a lot more time on this than I <laughs> I'm going to sit well with AFL House. I've got Brisbane playing the Giants. That's interesting. Why? Because I had the Giants playing Sydney. Well, it's not good news. What for, about? No, that, news, well, that's, no, not that's good a, news for Melbourne. No, but. Base clubs. No, but that doesn't matter. That's great news for football if that was the case. <laughs> it's great news because the chances of us getting it right. <laughs> Oh, you got Sydney playing in the grand final. I got Sydney playing in the grand Why? final. Why? Well, I love the way they recruited in the off season. Who? Uh, well, they've got uh, Jordan from Melbourne. They've got the James big, Jordan. Yeah, they got the they got uh, Adams from Collingwood. Taylor Adams. Yeah. yeah they got the big fella from Brodie Grundy big from uh, Brody, Collingwood, Melbourne, and one oh. other. Oh, they've got Ham, uh, Harry Hamlin from uh, uh, oh, Fremantle yeah. as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And who hasn't? Who hasn't? Been able to step up regularly and no, consistently. Some support. Yeah, the but out. there's a little bit of backup support there as well. And who have you got them playing? I've got them playing against the Giants. You know, I reckon everybody... Well, you've got the Giants playing Sydney well, go in back, the grand final. Do you know, you go back and have a look at the last third of last season. Yeah, that's what I've done. And the best performers. I've done that oh, I don't think you did. I did. I don't think you looked hard enough I, at it. That's why I've got the And Giants. they were within a kick of being in the grand final last year. Right. And I reckon they can be better. All they right. got off to a slowish sort of start because they were still trying to work out exactly what the game plan was. Don't think. We and just... then once that clicked into action, 
And apparently Hogan uh, is uh, just training the house down. I don't think we're shooting from the hip here either. (laughs) I don't think we haven't put a lot of time into this. Um, I think Adelaide, uh, sorry, Mm. Adelaide, Brisbane, under Fags, and he's going to join us, Chris Fagan, out of eight. You're only saying that because he's coming in. Mm, 18th, this Mm. is what he's gone. He's he's coming into his eighth season, right? Mm -hmm. He's gone 18th, 15th, 5th, 4th, 5th, 4th, 2nd. And? Led a grand final with five minutes to go. To me, that says time is right. Is he the AFL equivalent to Andy Reid? Is he our Andy Reid, do you think? No, because Andy Reid's already had two uh, Super Bowls up until yesterday. No, I understand that, but I'm talking about the age and the experience now. Oh, I don't even look at that. Is he old school, do you think, Fags? Do you think he does it differently than no. some of the other younger coaches in the competition? Um, no, I don't. I, don't, I wouldn't put that um, adjective on, old. Mm. I think he's got his own unique style, which all coaches have. And He's above 60, though. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, but... I mean, that's, that's not old, old, because well, I'm above I hope he's not listening. That's the seventh time you've brought up age. I said I'm not interested. It doesn't really worry me about his age. It's just his experience. Well, hang on a minute. You said to me this morning, Wisp, there's seven <laughs> NFL coaches under the age of 40. Yeah. So you have been thinking about age. <laughs> not when it comes Don't to... Don't back out now. <laughs> when it comes to Chris Fagan, <laughs> I haven't. Anyway, I've got them playing and I don't I just think the Giants I've put them in just to I didn't do that just off the cuff either. I thought about that long ago. Did hard. you? And um I like what they did last year and they're not too far away and I think they'll get better. Okay. Can I ask you a question because this is not even on the rundown, but it's just come to me. Oh, Kim, I've done a lot of <laughs> do work wanna... on that. Rundown. All right. Your rising star. Oh, who's gonna be your best? George first? Wardlaw. That's for Johnny who Johnny George. He played last year. Yeah, that's right. He's still eligible. Um, John, I'm sorry. He rang. Yes, he rang while I was in the middle of shifting. Right, I couldn't talk there. I was my, I was in a bad state. Right, you should see my tomatoes, George's. Uh, Are they ripening yet or not, Johnny? Rather from everything. Yeah, I, I'd have a hundred tomatoes on those plants. How are they ripe yet? Yeah, or not? They're green. They're yeah. all green. Okay. Um, just getting back to oh. you, the recruits of yeah. the year. Now, these are players that have been recruited from other teams. Who do you think is going to have the most impact? Who's your rising star? Uh, Jeb Walters. Jeb, not, he's, not, he's injured. He's got a broken well, collar. Yeah, I know, but he'll be back early in the season. I think it's, I think it's hard. I, I, fell I into love that, what I'm hearing about I this I fell kid. into that trap last year with Sam Darcy. I think those big kids take time. He's not that big, though. Jed Walter? Yeah, he's 193, 194. He's massive, isn't no, he? No, he's not. What? Who told you that? No, I've been doing my homework, mm-hmm. as we're required to do when we do a program <laughs> about sport, and in particular the AFL. That's right. The best recruit from another team, who do you think that might be for you? I really like – you know what? I reckon this is one of the best target-type recruits right. that any club who? has been able to uh, pull off over the summer months. What? Who is it? Given what their needs are, right? So every club's needs are a little bit differently. But I think that St Kilda desperately needed somebody like a Liam Henry. And I was watching him play last year, and I'm thinking to myself while I'm watching him at Freo, gee, they've got a good one here. You know, he's gone through the early stages of developing and understanding the game. He's ready to blossom. He's ready to explode. And lo and behold, they lose him. Who do you like? What is the question? The best recruit from another team. Oh, I put Jack Ginevan. Jack Ginevan? Yeah. Why? Not sure. <laughs> no, what, I, what do you like about Jack? Oh, I don't know. I, think I mean, we've seen, I, it, we've seen a lot of form well, from Jack. I think when you've got a, we fit into that. a young team who have been down the bottom of the ladder for a while, you need some extroverts. You mm. need someone who's prepared to walk in there, puff your chest out and say, here I am, let's get into it. 
So I think he can have an influence. Right. My question for you, okay, given that we've got all that out of the way. I'm finished. Okay. What other, what other what, uh, Biggest, have you got? The, I knew you wanted to get away from this. Club under most pressure. <laughs> you know, I knew because you said to me on that Christmas Eve Zoom, you said, listen, I'll do it, but don't ask me the club under most pressure because I struggle with that. The club under most pressure. Yeah. I think – I think the Bulldogs are probably the club under the most pressure Why? right now because there's an expectation that they've been building and building and building. And I think that they've had a couple of false starts. They haven't got there. And then I think this year is going to be a really interesting year for the Bulldogs. They're, they've been sort of close-ish. But as I said to you yesterday, their midfield has actually – you know, Smith's not going to play this mm-hmm. year. Um, they they lost Dunkley. Yep. Um, McRae – doesn't have the impact that he once had as a midfielder. Bontempelli is probably close to, if not the best player in the competition. We know that, but he can't do all the work on his own. Trelaw is okay, and he's been good, but not great. I I just don't know that they've got the engine room now to carry themselves to you know the promised land. Oh. Who do you think's under the most pressure? Uh, Port Adelaide. Reasons though. Well, I'm still. I haven't quite come to grips with the fact that they said we won't make a decision on the coach until August. So I think that's a. F- so I how's that going to impact this year? Well, you know what? When they were making those noises, they were flying. They mm. made the decision on the coach in August, and then they've lost six of their last nine games, including straight sets out in finals. Yes, but I watched you a little show on a Monday night and you keep talking about this because you got your premiership window and I believe you've been doing a lot of interior design over the summer months about your premiership window and the room that it's going to sit no, in this uh, particular you, year. Did you watch that coverage of the Super Bowl last night, yesterday? I did. So there was a little window reference in there. Was there? Mm. Your reference, your window reference to them all year was yeah. about their defence. Yep. Okay, so anything that they've done in the yeah, off-season has improved that, do you think? Radigalia and Zerk Thatcher. Mm-hmm. So they're trying to, sh- so they identified it as well, trying to shore it up. When my pressure is diff- may be different, I'm not saying they're going to be hopeless, but I'm saying when you make a call on your coach in August before mm-hmm. the most important part of the season starts in September and then you go out in straight sets and lose six of your last nine, it says some pressure's on. Yeah, but I think he play, I think he had that on him all year last year too, know, as a coach. I know he does. And like he, it was extreme all year. Of course, and that's what it, and he Kenny knows that more than anyone. He he's spoken about it in recent times. He said he knows he's under pressure. So that's it. anyway. I'm still trying to get my head around the timing of the of the decision. Right. Can I ask you this question about? It's not on our rundown, oh. and I've been meaning to. I meant to put it on the rundown. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's about Ross Lyon and mm-hmm. the power that's been handed to him, or from the outside looks to have been handed to him to run the whole football department. Mm-hmm. Uh, good, bad, okay. Well, I don't. I Is don't, he the right person to be given that sort of power? I would need to talk to someone because that's been denied, hasn't it? That Ross is not making those decisions. We yeah, I know. But if you look at it from the Outside, in mm. at, and you know, I'm not, I'm not criticising him because I think that you know, so there are certain people out there that can operate like that, and it's good to give them the opportunity to be able to make those decisions. Mm. And I, I mean, I'm, I'm a big fan of Ross, so I, I actually believe that he's got a great football mind. He's been around a long time. He's an experienced person, well, he, and he understands the game from all sides. Okay, yeah, but is there a danger in doing that? But there, there is. An inherent danger in giving someone anyone 
in your organisation too much power. I'm if you give the wrong person the power, yeah. if you give the right person the power. That's right. And you know what? I'm saying you've the, given the right person the power. Well, the decision, the answer to that will be in the end of the year because there would have been times and this accusation was directed at Alistair Clarkson all the time. Too much power. Mm. Not too much power. Mm. Well, not when he's just putting cups in your cabinet. Then and, no and, one was whinging about how much power he had then. And Shooty too. Like uh, I remember Kevin saying, you know, many times, like when you're the coach, you coach the whole club. But if you're the right person with the right amount of experience who understands all the different roles and the people you need to have in place, that's the right person. But if you're inexperienced and then you're making those decisions, then they're the wrong person. Yeah. But you've got to be answerable too to someone. Well, you have to be answerable to somebody to within someone. your organisation. Yeah. And so therefore you've got to say that the relationship that he has with the president is probably – the most senior person that he's going to be answerable to. Now, that doesn't necessarily sit well with some people because the structure should be that, you know, the football manager is above you maybe in some organisations and above well, that the, person well, the is the CEO. CEO. Yeah, but, mm. I mean, clubs can cut their cloth differently and they can still have success. Last one before we take a break and then we'll talk about some other footy issues and in particular your astounding interview. Uh, I think it was with Jake Stringer. I didn't see much, saw a lot of you. Uh, your Brownlow medalist. <laughs> Eric you. Goulden. Who? Eric Goulden. He plays for the Sydney Swans. Oh, is he a he brother? He finished in the top five last year. Who is he? Eric Goulden. Oh, the brother of Errol. <laughs> I, I always say. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a twin brother. Well, you have been a smart aleck then too. No, it wasn't. I said who and you go, Eric, he plays for Sydney. <laughs> <laughs> you idiot. You know what? I actually wrote his name down as Eric Gould. Put that in the file. Boys. Oh, Eric. There's one for uh, for pickers on Saturday morning. I, as we go to the break, have got Tom Green from the GWS Giants to win the Brownlee.